covered the game a couple nights ago, covered the practice yesterday, and I can tell you without hesitation that this team remains confident. Exasperated, but confident. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The Penguins have today off. They don't play again till Saturday night in San Jose against the Sharks, who've yet to win a game. And maybe that'll be what they need. They need right now firm validation that what they're doing is the right thing. I happen to believe from the skater standpoint that that's accurate. Of the last nine periods the Penguins have played, eight of the nine have seen them utterly dominate their opponents. That's a good thing. That's not something to turn your nose up at. That's not something to roll your eyes at. That's not something to laugh off the fancy stats, uh, you know, the expected goals for and that sort of thing, because that stuff is real. The metrics are real. The Penguins are really, 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 from a skater standpoint, playing well. I'll say it one more time. Eight of the last nine periods, exempting the third period Saturday night against Ottawa. Everything else has been utter dominance, including... All three periods against the team that just might be the very best one in the league in the Avalanche last Thursday. So what's the problem? Ah, we've been over that. Tristan Jari's not stopping anything. And at the other end, the Penguins aren't finishing their chances. This practice yesterday, you guys would have actually gotten a kick out of this if you were watching it. All they were trying to do was finish plays. It was a bunch of really in tight drills around nets and the nets were pushed closer together so you didn't have to waste time doing other stuff everything was about finishing 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 and when somebody would score a goal no matter how easy that goal was the entire team would burst out into a collective set of cheers and stick taps actually pretty funny and i'll always appreciate anybody approaching anything with a sense of humor over any other way Everybody loosened up a little bit. It was cool. But they're going to have to score. While at the same time, understanding that everything they've done leading up to the stage where you've got to actually put the puck in the net has been the right thing to do. Sidney Crosby talked about this yesterday after that session. It's discouraging, but, you know, I think uh, the last few games, you know, haven't gone our way. We felt like we did some good things. I don't see anyone feeling sorry for themselves. And, you know, we keep, uh, you know, we keep coming back every game and putting, putting the efforts forward. So we just got to limit some mistakes. But, you know, I think uh, we're continuing to work and we just got to work through it. Look, I know most people don't like to hear this because it sounds like, positive spin it sounds like defending this guy or that guy or for that matter mike sullivan but if you've been listening to me long enough or you've been reading my stuff long enough you'll know that i'll have issues with the penguins after a win in which they've performed poorly i'll express much greater concern about them 
if they just aren't doing the right things. And there have been a couple of games already this season where I did that. I just didn't like what I saw. I didn't like where it was going to lead to. I especially didn't like, to be specific here, how they were handling the net fronts, both their own and at the other end of the rink. But they've cleaned that up. They're doing the right things over these last three games. They really are, including the net fronts. If you watched that game, whether it was in person at PPG Paints Arena or even just on TV or on streaming or on your little phone screen or whatever it is, you would not or you should not have had a hard time seeing this. There were tips, redirects, rebounds, uh, bad angle shots, lots of attempts just to push the puck through as opposed to messing around with it on the perimeter. Yeah, that finishing power play was horrible. The five on three. But if you're going to let that color the entire game, the other 58 minutes, then you're not doing this right. There's a way to evaluate things, and it's almost always taking the bigger sample, or at least the most recent sample, the one that's trending. This is what's trending. They're playing just fine. They can be just fine. But they've got to score goals, and their goaltender has to prevent them. And I only see one of those as being a short, eventual thing. We come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Brian, who says, DK, we all knew that the Penguins' time as a contender with the core couldn't last forever, but did anyone predict that it would end? with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin scoring a point-plus per game and Chris Letang showing a renewed commitment to the defensive end. No, nobody predicted that. Brian, the best thing I can say to you is that while I, I didn't predict this specifically, what I have been saying, and you've been with me for a while, so you know this, and writing for years now, is that the Penguins can be a contender in this circumstance if they were able to succeed in doing what Boston did. The Bruins had their core. It was, it, it, it's modified or morphed a little bit over recent years. Zdeno Chara and Patrice Bergeron aren't there anymore. David Krejci isn't there anymore, but they've been there. Tuka Rask, of course, isn't there anymore, but they got themselves some goaltending and they still have David Pasternak. They still have Brad Marchand. They still have Charlie McAvoy. They have impact players, but they've surrounded them. And this is the main thrust here with a real live, intensive, energetic, single-minded and somewhat talented supporting cast. Now, could the Penguins have done that? Yeah, we can revisit all kinds of, uh, you know, draft picks that were thrown away. Terrible trades like Ryan Reeves and Derek Broussard and, and others. And you can get into stuff that 
Jim Rutherford did. You can get into stuff that Ron Hextall did that set the team back in certain ways. I'm way more inclined where Rutherford is concerned to say he won you two more Stanley Cups, Pittsburgh, than anything else. So the nature of the rest of the Penguins roster is such that I mean, the current fourth line of Matt Nieto, Noel Achari, and Jeff Carter has zero goals and zero assists through nine games. And even though Carter remarked yesterday after practice that, you know, they're out there for their defense and anything that the Penguins get from them is a bonus, I'm sorry, man. Okay, zero goals and zero assists, that ain't it. Especially when, you know, Carter's toast. I don't mean to belabor that point, and I'm not going to. But the other two guys have a history, Nieto and Achari, of at least popping a few goals. You know, at least, like, just creeping into double digits. And they're doing nothing. They're, they're achieving nothing when they go over the boards. That's, that's part, not all, but part of what this problem is. Imagine if you would just get something, anything from those guys, the way you got the big goal out of Radim Zahorna on the third line a couple nights ago that looked like it would have been the winner you'd have a very different situation right now. I'm not saying you wouldn't be, you know, six and three as opposed to three and six, but it wouldn't look and feel this bad. That's the difference. That's the gap between the Penguins and this Boston model that I've been talking about for years. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 